0: I'm Dr. Sterling. I'm a board-certified ob and mom. Welcome to the Becoming Moms podcast, where I give you the step-by-step to optimizing your physical and emotional wellness in pregnancy so you can create a nourishing environment for your baby, your family, and yourself. The information shared in this podcast is intended for general education purposes only and is not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment always seek the advice of your physician or another qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you heard in this podcast. All right, lovelies, let's dive in to this week's episode. so excited to be with you here in this inaugural episode of the Becoming Moms podcast. So this episode is all about the problem with prenatal care. And really, we're going to go beyond just prenatal care and talk about the problem with our approach to pregnancy health in general. So we're going to cover kind of what our standard approach to pregnancy health is right now, what the problems are that are created because of that approach and a different way that we can approach pregnancy health so that you can create that nourishing environment for yourself and for your baby as you move through your reproductive journey. So let's talk about the standard approach to pregnancy health. If you are pregnant or you have ever been pregnant, this is going to sound very familiar. So we have a lot of do's and don'ts in pregnancy. Um, I will say there's probably way more don'ts than do's. And a lot of the don'ts have to do with the things that we consume. So we talk a lot about the foods that we should and shouldn't consume. We talk about, you know, um, no drinking alcohol, no smoking. We talk a lot about food safety. These things are really important. Yes. And I think that it's an important component of pregnancy health. But you would, think that that's the most important component of pregnancy health, um, what you do and do not eat. We also are starting to talk more about exposure to toxins in pregnancy and as we try to conceive, which I think is really wonderful. Um, talking about environmental toxins, talking about things that are in our food and on our products um, that could potentially either impair our fertility or impact our pregnancy very important. But what you'll notice is is that when we talk about pregnancy health, we're very focused on what we put in our body or what we put on our body and what we expose ourselves to in pregnancy. And we don't talk as much about the internal state of our body um, and our overall wellness. uh, other element of our standard approach to pregnancy health is that we value the physical over the emotional. And so this is very clear in the way that we have designed our prenatal care. So in prenatal care, you'll always have your blood pressure uh, measured. You will have your weight taken. You will have um, an assessment of uh, your uterine size done throughout your pregnancy. But we're not necessarily doing the same check-ins for emotional health. Um, we, <laughs> in, When it comes to pregnancy, there's lots of um, what to do, you know, do this, don't do this. But There's not a lot of how. So it It puts a lot of responsibility on each individual pregnant person to figure out how to have a a healthy pregnancy. And it almost feels like, and I've heard many people describe this, like you as the pregnant person have to go out into the world and try to collect all the do's and don'ts to get an idea of, okay, how do I have a healthy pregnancy? I need to know all the things that I'm supposed to do and all the things I'm not supposed to do. It's very piecemeal and it puts a lot of pressure on the individual. So, this is the standard approach to pregnancy health that we have. And this standard approach results in a lot of information overwhelm. And that, again, is because we're putting the pressure on the individual pregnant person to figure out all the do's and don'ts. And, you know, back in the day when there was just one pregnancy book or a few pregnancy books, there was that source of information. And you could say, okay, this is where the one source that I'm going to go to for my pregnancy information. But as the internet has exploded, as social media has expo- um, exploded, we have a lot of different sources of information. And what that does is, yes, it makes it more overwhelming because you feel like, okay, to get the best information, I need to sort through all of this. But also, it makes it more difficult for us to trust any one source. Okay. That's why I, my DMs are filled with people asking some of them very basic pregnancy questions, but they just, they know me. I I share my life on social media. And so I've established trust with them in a way that a website or potentially even their own physician hasn't done. And so it's very difficult to trust sources these days because there's so many and because we haven't established trust with one source. Now, because we emphasize physical over emotional health in our standard approach to pregnancy health. What ends up happening is both individuals and in the medical system, we prioritize physical over emotional health. And we're going to speak in a moment about why that's such a big problem. In addition, um, this standard approach, which also includes really limited access to our providers, because in our medical system, um, if you are taking insurance as a provider to have your business you know, work to be able to pay your bills and keep the roof over your head. If you're taking insurance for pregnancy, you typically have to uh, do volume. That's how you make money is by volume. Now, if you're a cash only practice, if you're not taking insurance, you can get away with a different approach. But most of the prenatal care um, that is done you know in the united states where we have a lot of private insurance but also in other countries where they have um, universal health care which is wonderful but again um, to meet the demands of the population you practice in volume so obstetrics is oftentimes a high volume practice which means you're access to your provider is typically limited, which can really increase worries and anxieties because, again, there's so much information. There's not a lot of trust for these different sources. And so people, you know, ideally would be able to have a conversation when questions come up with their provider. However, it's very difficult for providers to, Uh, provide that level of service. They may have a nurse that picks up the phone, they have a medical assistant that picks up the phone, but it can be pretty difficult to get your provider on the phone unless there's some kind of urgent or emergent situation. So that can really increase worries and anxieties in pregnancy. In addition, this approach to pregnancy health where um, people feel really overwhelmed with information. They're really worried about doing the right thing. Um, They're trying to gather all of the information and sort through what do the experts say? Who do I trust? Whose opinion am I going to take into consideration? That approach is something that continues, when we establish in pregnancy, very much continues into parenting. So if you are already a parent, you can see how all of this pressure on the individual to figure out best practices for pregnancy, then becomes all the pressure on the individual, typically a mother, to figure out best practices for parenting. So This approach has a lot of problems. Obviously, it can make the experience of pregnancy more stressful and overwhelming and not as pleasant. But in addition, it doesn't really um, follow the data, which to me is incredibly important. The way that we approach pregnancy health, the way that we approach prenatal care should be evidence-based. However, a lot of the approach to pregnancy health and the way that we, you know, format our prenatal care is old. It's based, it's, you know, it comes from um, what we had established before, older ideas, the patriarchy, of course. (laughs) You know, this idea that physical, health numbers are more important than how someone is doing emotionally. That is really ingrained into our approach to pregnancy health and to our approach to uh, prenatal care. But that's not what the data tells us about pregnancy. So the data tells us that stress in pregnancy um, has both an impact on pregnancy outcomes. So it can increase your risk of preterm labor, low birth weight, certainly can increase the risk of blood pressure issues, including preeclampsia. In addition, stress in pregnancy, there's data that's really suggesting that, hey, stress in pregnancy might actually impact long-term health outcomes for our children. So we can see things like um, stress in pregnancy increasing the risk of allergies and asthma in children. Um, We see that it can impact their mental health. So um, stress in pregnancy has been um, uh, associated with increased risks of depression. um, uh, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, schizophrenia. Um, Unfortunately, we don't know the full impact of stress and mental health um, in pregnancy. But the data that is emerging is definitely suggesting that no, physical health is not more important than emotional health. And the reality is, is that you know this. You know that when you are feeling depressed anxious, sad, you know that that has a physical impact on you. You also know that when you aren't feeling well, when you're sick or (laughs) nauseous and fatigued in pregnancy, you know that impacts how you feel emotionally. So this separation that we pretend exists between physical and emotional health is it's just that it's pretend it's not real. It's very much, again, an idea that has been passed on to us from the patriarchy, right? This idea that the ideal human is logical, sorry, there is logical, and separates their, um, their logic from their emotion, and separates the, the the physical from the emotional. But that's not the reality for human beings. So we know that uh, emotional health and physical health are basically one and the same. We know that um, mental health is important for our physical health and vice versa. Okay, so <laughs> hopefully, I've shown you that. The way that we are thinking about pregnancy health is fundamentally flawed, and we need to change this approach. Okay, how do we change this approach? What do we do? So this is part of the reason why I started this podcast and why you're listening to this podcast, because you care about your overall wellness and pregnancy for yourself because you deserve it, but also because you care about creating that nourishing environment for yourself and your baby as you move through your reproductive journey and grow your family. So what I want us to get away from is breaking down pregnancy health into a list of do's and don'ts. I want us to get away from thinking that physical health is more important than emotional health, or really even making a distinction between physical emotional health, because they are not two separate entities. They are one and the same. And I want us to start looking at our health in pregnancy as a uh, holistically. Now, holistically is a, a, a buzzword that gets thrown around a lot. And some people think that holistic means less medical intervention. But really, the meaning of holistic means that we look at the individual, we look at you as an entire person. We look at your wellness and pregnancy. Yes, let's look at the physical side. Let's look at the numbers, but let's look at the emotional side. Let's look at what's going on with you in your relationships and socially. So we look at an individual mind, body, and heart, and take their entire context into view and care about each aspect of them and all of them, not just their numbers, but who they are as a human being and how we can support and promote wellness. That is why I am talking to you on this podcast. That's why I founded Sterling Parents, which is my membership that supports people through the reproductive journey and provides them with this holistic whole person support. So we need to look at ourselves um, and our uh, wellness in pregnancy holistically. We need to take all of us into consideration when we're making decisions in pregnancy and when we are deciding how to use our time and energy and what we're going to invest in and what our priorities are. We need to have a holistic approach. In addition, I believe that we need to get away from, you know, finger pointing and wagging our finger and telling pregnant people what to do and what not to do and start talking more about how, how to have a healthy, pregnancy, what it means to be both physically and emotionally well, because it's not a given. Pregnancy is, it can be incredibly challenging. The physical symptoms of pregnancy for some of us are quite overwhelming and have a very, very real emotional impact. And so when we talk about you know, um, tips for pregnancy, how to deal with pregnancy nausea, how to deal with the fatigue, how to deal with the back pain. I want us to also start talking about, okay, how do we deal with the emotional impact of all of these symptoms? How do we support ourselves emotionally um, as we move through pregnancy? Because it is important. And without that emotional support, without exploring um, ways to uh, feel emotionally well in pregnancy, we are neglecting a really important part of our health. And it's going to impact us, and it's certainly going to impact um, our children, um, both in the womb and out of the womb. So I also believe that we need to be talking um, much more seriously about stress reduction in pregnancy, okay? We talk all about, you know, Listeriosis, which so listeria is the bacteria, is the big bad bacteria in pregnancy. And so most pregnant people are aware that you shouldn't eat unpasteurized soft cheeses in pregnancy. Fantastic. I am so, so glad that that public um, health initiative worked, that we got out the word that unpasteurized soft cheeses, you know, um, all these different foods. Um, we should be careful with them in pregnancy because of this bacteria, listeria, that can cause listeriosis. Wonderful. However, I've seen one case of listeriosis in my entire career. Many of my colleagues, some of whom who have been practicing far longer than me, have never seen, seen listeriosis. So the reality is, is that while listeria is something I want us all to be aware of, we we know the data. I've already told you what the data shows us about stress and pregnancy. Why are we not talking about the step-by-step? How do we reduce stress reduction? I'm sorry, how do we reduce stress in pregnancy? It needs to be a focus because it is one, I want everyone to think of stress as, as another type of toxin that we are exposed to. And this isn't just in pregnancy, y'all. Okay. So, yes, we have data about stress and, and pregnancy health, but we have a ton of data on stress and, and cardiovascular health and overall mortality. I mean, we have data up the wazoo for the, the negative impacts of things like stress, loneliness, depression, etc. cetera. Okay. It's not just pregnancy, it's our health for our entire lives. So, Talking about stress reduction is incredibly important. If you are a member of the Sterling Parents membership, you have heard me say this over and over again. In fact, we have an entire class called Supercharge Your Self Care that has um, evidence-based tips for tips and strategies and a plan for stress reduction and stress processing. Because that's the thing about stress: is stress is inevitable. Everybody's life is going to have stress. What we need to do is we need to decrease unnecessary sources of stress. And we need to process stress as it comes. So decreasing unnecessary sources of stress, there's a lot of different ways to go about that. And um, again, something that we really focus on inside of our Sterling Parents membership, and then processing stress, the inevitable stress, because some of us, you know, we don't want to be the targets of sexism, anti-Semitism, racism, natural disasters. And yet somehow this stuff still comes, right? So A lot of our stress is not our fault. Well, really none of our stress is our fault per se, but um, a lot of it is inevitable. It's not under our control. So let's talk about how do we process our stress as it comes. And I'm sure we'll do um, an episode on that sometime in the future, Um, but something that's really, really important for health and pregnancy. And then the other, um, you know, way that I, I hope we can start Shifting our approach to pregnancy health is having better access to experts, to OB providers. Um, I, you know, I hope to see that in my lifetime. I hope to see um, prenatal care offices doing a better job of, um, you know, having either if it's small telehealth appointments, whatever it is, to increase access to our OB providers because that is really important. People deserve. Expert um, advice, and they they deserve trusted answers. Um, And I certainly that's part of what we do inside of Sterling Parents, where I you know our members have direct access to me to answer questions, and I love that aspect of it. That's one of the the central reasons why um, I founded Sterling Parents. And I love talking to our members one-on-one. I love seeing their faces on Zoom and, and a- answering their questions. But I'm just one person, right? <laughs> Not everybody even knows about Sterling Parents. Not everybody has access to me. So I hope to see um, you know, the style of what I'm doing um, be taken in, in bigger scale across uh, many different uh, prenatal care offices. I think we could be doing a much better job. So what do you do as an individual? I've painted a picture of, you know, the problems with our approach to pregnancy health. I've painted a picture of um, what, uh, what it could look like, um, what I'm hoping to create um, as we... Um, you know, think more uh, deeply and about pregnancy health, a different way to approach it. But you as an individual, what what can you do to uh, improve your health and pregnancy in a holistic manner? Now, first of all, I have a wonderful uh pregnancy self-care bundle that is a really great way to get the ball rolling. Uh, This pregnancy self-care bundle includes a self-care rituals for pregnancy. And what I love about this guide, it's a PDF guide, is it has some stress reduction techniques in it. It has my very, very popular mantras for pregnancy. You can call them prayers, whatever you know, whatever term (laughs) uh, feels right to you. And I have um, them for each trimester because there's different anxieties and worries that come up in early pregnancy as opposed to the end of pregnancy. And just having a mantra that can help soothe you and soothe those anxieties. you know, the the members of Sterling Parents and, and the people who have downloaded that um, self-care rituals for pregnancy guide have really, we've gotten such, such, such great feedback on that. So this pregnancy self-care bundle includes the self-care rituals for pregnancy. It also includes about uh, a two-week email series from me with my favorite self-care tips for pregnancy. And you can download that at thesterlinglife.com slash pregnancy self-care. And we will, of course, link to it in the show notes for this episode. So that's one way to get the ball rolling. The other way to get the ball rolling in terms of looking at your pregnancy health in a holistic manner is to... Um, Start checking in with yourself and your emotional wellness getting clear on your priorities for where you want to be spending your time and energy. We're going to dive into this so much more in the episodes to come. But checking in with your mental health, making sure that you are your priorities and your values and how you're spending your time are in alignment. Because that's you are a limited resource, you're renewable, but you're limited. You cannot just keep going, going, going. So are you spending your time in ways that make you feel better? That are renewing your energy? That are um, filling your, <laughs> fulfilling your soul? These things are important. This this stuff is, you know, it's a little bit intangible, but that doesn't make it less important than you know how much weight you're gaining or not gaining in pregnancy. Okay, so. If you are a member of Sterling Parents, we have a little bonus section to this episode where we're going to be talking about the best time of day to schedule your OB appointments and what to say when you feel your um, provider isn't taking your concerns seriously. So everyone else, I hope you have a beautiful day. Thank you so much for tuning in to becoming moms. And we will see you next time. All right, lovelies. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Becoming Moms. If you are serious about optimizing the wellness of your pregnancy, then you definitely need to get your hands on my free guide, Self Care Rituals for Pregnancy. This guide is filled with my favorite stress busters and wellness boosters for pregnancy. And along with the guide, I'm going to send you a short email series with my favorite tips for optimizing your pregnancy wellness. To get your hands on this free guide, head over to the Sterling life.com slash pregnancy self care. All right, lovelies until next time.